Yeah, you you fan bros listening to this episode right now got the benefit of hearing Ben Amin, Matt Raz, Tatiana, Combat Jack, and Dallas Penn. Big shouts to Chico Leo and <laughs> Leo. Chico Leo. <laughs> and you're going to be hanging out with us at the Iron Man screening. Look at you. Those of you listening to this where none of that happened, fuck, <laughs> fuck your life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Fuck your life. Man, yeah. Hurts. <laughs> Hurts when breathe. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. Fan Bros, excellent. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. Internets, welcome. Hope everyone is having a great week out there on the world. Tonight, it is your boy DJ Ben Hameen in the house alongside... Tatiana King returning from last week's episode. She's back. Guess who's Bizak? Tatiana. And we have... Internets. Internets. I don't know if I can introduce this man. Uh, I'm Dallas Penn. Oh, there we go. (laughs) I'm Dallas Penn. I don't really... I I mean, my superhero alias... Would be? Dallas Penn. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I'm just... (laughs) I'm so nuclear with it, it's like, <laughs> you already know, if you touch this dude, you're dying. So basically, so when you walk down the street, it's like, there's Dallas Penn, it's no like... That's it, that's it, no... So you're Tony Stark, you're not hiding your identity at all. Not huh? at all, not at all. I'm, And I always trip on Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne. Um, do you guys realize that these two dudes are arms dealers? Yeah. I mean, like, how freaky is that? You know, you, you sell arms to someone, then you put on a costume and you go repo that shit. <laughs> Tony Stark stays repoing his equipment. That's too. why they're billionaires. Because I mean, boom, you've sold this missile set to some dude, then you put on this armor and you're gonna be like, listen, I know you've got a missile set to do bad. <laughs> boom, repulsor ray at you or batarang at you, and then you take it back. And then you resell it again to someone else. Sounds like the United States government. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm, exactly. Interesting. So is the United States government a superhero or a supervillain? Mm. Hydra. (laughs) Hail and all that. Hands in everything. (laughs) When you cut one down, another one grows. (laughs) Tentacles in everything, okay? Wow. Um, uh, Hydra sponsoring this episode of Fan Bros. Oh, wow. In the green suits? Nice. (laughs) Thank you, Baron Von Zemo. (laughs) Anyway, um, wanted to break down last week's episode because we got some reactions from the internet. So everyone really enjoyed it. We had Tatiana King and Jamie Rigetti on the show, and we spoke about sex and gender in the comics and media world. Dallas Penn, you know, you weren't here for this. Chico Lee was in the house. But, you know, it got some good reactions. A lot of people had some more suggestions for names for the fangirls. Some people wondered why we even worried about the name for fangirls and just said, you know, fan bros includes everyone. Right. Yeah. I was part of that latter group. I didn't, I didn't see the point. I, yeah. I'm good with it the way it is. Well, yeah, a lot of our fans and commenters pretty much said the same thing. The one suggestion I got for the women is fanaticas. Mm, I like that. I like that. You I know. like that. Tatiana seems. I'm just making faces. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, we'll just go with fan bros for now then. Yeah, you know. until something else, something else sexier pops up or more apropos. Mm. I, I, I got to put in a little comment to last week's discussion. I came with a a little box set of uh, action figures, uh, Green Lantern, and he's been paired up with Captain Adam and Supergirl. 
And um, like when you look at the Green Lantern figure inside the box, his face, Green Lantern has got a super frown on. He's tight. And I feel like Green Lantern is tight because they, they've paired him up with the C-team superheroes. I mean, he kind of looks like Sam L. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit like Sam L. And Arabic a little bit, too. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> he looks like the Mandarin and Sam L. put together. <laughs> and this is the black Green Lantern, John Stewart, for those who don't know. And he's been paired yeah. up with Captain Adam and Supergirl in this little boxing. But like I pointed out to Dallas, Superman is paired up with Huntress and Galatea, who is actually Power Girl with the famous boob window. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we discussed last week. So it's not <laughs> nice. like Superman is really doing much better. Flash and Wonder Woman are with the question. But, but, but I mean, Superman is a franchise, so he's already, his money is good. True. He's like the Yankees of, of, of this thing. True. Black Green Lantern, not so much. Not so much. I mean, Black Green Lantern is still trying to come up, still trying to establish himself. He's, he's yeah. They did try to kill him like two weeks ago. Remember that? Oh, they, they did definitely try to kill him did. Off. Yeah. Yeah. There was an internet rumor a couple weeks ago that Jon Stewart would be killed off in the comics. Damn. And then Damn DC Twitter. had to quickly come out and issue yeah. a no compliance and say that Jon Stewart mm-hmm. would be alive for the foreseeable future. So no need to worry, Jon Stewart. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Chico Leo, mm-hmm. our host, uh, one of the fan bros. He's not in tonight. He had a serious family emergency, so we'd like to send our blessings and prayers out to Chico. Godspeed, Chico Leo. You know, Definitely. You can hit him on the Twitter at Fan Bro Show and you know send your prayers and hopes to him. Yes. And also, while we're on the topic of Chico Leo, my homie, me and him attended the Cherry Blossom Festival yesterday. At the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. At the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. The Sakura Festival, I think it is known as Sakura, Sakura. like a Sakura tree, like a Sakura. cherry blossom. Same thing. Mm. Thank you for educating mm. me. You're I welcome. Had no idea. Thank you. That's what I do. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> a... <laughs> no more. No more gato. No more I, ga- I don't know what. I... <laughs> no, me either. Me either. I'm totally. That was fake patois. All I know is Dory no more gato, and that's about. Is that that's probably wrong too. We're probably gonna get chewed up by a Japanese listener right now. So, so how was the cherry blossom? Festival? It was really interesting. I'd never been before, and I heard that Saturday was a little bit more packed. And Sunday was more family oriented, but there was still a ton of people in costumes, mm-hmm. anime references as far as the eye could see. Mm-hmm. Did it, you recognize anybody? No, it really made me realize how little I know of anime. Like mm-hmm. my experiences are pretty much Akira, um, Vampire Hunter, mm. Robotech, Appleseed, Appleseed a little bit. Okay. I I could recognize an Appleseed character. I did recognize some Resident Evil people out there. Mm-hmm. They had some SWATs, uh, stars. That's from Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, yep, yeah, They had the yeah, stars yeah. guards out there. I saw them. Um, I know you saw Goku out there. At least one. No, I didn't no? see any Gokus. I didn't see any Super Saiyans, any of that. And that's, that's pretty much as far as my Dragon Ball Z references are going right, to go to. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. And no, and no uh, uh, Pokemon, uh, Pikachu. No, no Ash, Ketchum, none of that? No. Well, you don't really see none of that at those types of events. You always see the more obscure ones anyway. Yeah, it was definitely some obscure ones. There were some uh, guys who were like samurai in some red and black mm-hmm. suits. That seemed to be very popular. I right. saw at least 10 of them. What I think that you learn, though, is that there's a whole world going on that we don't even know about. You really learn how deep the world of fandom goes, mm-hmm. like how many mm-hmm. different sections there are to it and how many, how diverse it can be. Because, mm-hmm. like I say, there were so many people out there who are definitely fan bros and fan girls or fanaticas or whatnot. And 
you know, I had no idea about them, and they probably had no idea about us, but hopefully they are listening, and if they are, shout out to everybody who is at the Sakura Festival. Did mm-hmm. you dress up as anything? No, I have a Gumby costume, and I thought about bringing it out there. <laughs> it's like a, the full, it's a full-body Gumby costume. It is so sweet. I rocked I, it at Halloween. I've rocked it at other parties. I, I think the problem is we're not doing enough with our costumes. Because yeah. I, I have a Boba Fett outfit and yep. a clone yeah. trooper outfit that I'm, I'm telling people how awesome it's going to be, but I haven't cracked it yet. And Halloween, I mean, Halloween doesn't do these things justice because any freak can put a costume on for Halloween. Right. How many people, I mean, are really hard body fans and will just do it for no reason at all? Not real. many. Not, Not many. many. Just real fans, like yeah. you said, yeah. Because, like, I ran into a Robin out there, mm-hmm. and he was a real Robin. Like, I asked him, what Robin are you? He immediately said, I'm Dick Grayson from Young Justice. Dig it. You know, he oh, told, he was specific. He was specific. Dick Grayson yeah. from Young Justice, not Dick Grayson from, you know, Brave and the Bold X with the uh, poom poom shorts on. <laughs> no, no, sir, none of that. No, he was Dick, Dick Grayson with the with the nice with the nice on. leggings, yeah. some armor, you know, looking Ooh. tough. The nice mask. Yeah, the night. Yeah, Ooh. everything. You know, he was well, like none Dick of that. Grayson started bossing up. Yeah, none of that little short shorts yeah, for Dick yeah, Grayson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 1970s basketball shorts. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so. can, can I add that someone someone put me on. Uh, few years ago that the character Alfred was created because Batman and Robin together were inappropriate. And Alfred basically became the chaperone because Robin, like, you know, teamed up and living with Batman was considered inappropriate. A little weird. Like homosexuality inappropriate? Well, I mean... mean? Sandusky? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sandusky level. Sandusky level because, I mean, you know... uh, I don't want to say homosexuality, but I want to say, like, yeah. you know, someone lording over, you know, a younger person, you know, oh. who, who, they had, who they had kind of found in in distress or, or under duress. I mean, I mean their parents guy, were dead. Right. Parents right, were right. murdered. So he took you in as his ward. Right. Right. Took you in and kind of like, you know, put you under the wing and stuff like that. But they needed to they needed to put a buffer inside that uh, dynamic because just those two by themselves was. And I'm thinking to myself, by adding Alfred, how is that still not even weird? Yeah, I don't get that. Why don't, why don't <laughs> like they, either, why don't they put way. a Madeline in there? Put, put a put a Madeline or put a you know Mrs. Mac- McCarthy or something like that. What's the woman from Family Ties? <laughs> 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 oh God! Miss Miss Garrett, throw Miss Garrett up in there. Put a Miss Garrett in there. I mean, you, it's now it's three men. Three in fats this, of life. Not now yeah. it's three men in this crazy big mansion. <laughs> right, and one one is really really old. old. One is really, really old. He might be the master of all of this oh, Sandusky business. This is, very, this is getting oh, more and more disturbing. I don't know. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry to take this <laughs> well, I, I just think people in that direction. That, yeah, people who thought that just read, read too much into it. I apologize. It's, it's, it's okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, that brings up another topic we had last week, and we asked this question on the show. What is the comic that made you realize that shit was real, Dallas? Like, when did you realize that comics just weren't for kids? Well, I tell you what, when, uh, well, two instances, but the, the, the first instance was a Batman comic, and I still have a copy of it, um, drawn by Neil Adams, where Batman kisses uh, Talia oh, al Ghul. Cool. Mm. And I tell people, for the life of me, that was the first time as a little child I got that feeling down <laughs> below. I didn't know what it was, <laughs> but I, I definitely caught the tingle. Feeling down below. A little warmth? Yeah. Something was, was crazy. Like, Some- I had to stare at that panel for days on days on days. 
just watching how Batman was was holding her and how his his whole mouth was like swallowing mm. her. It's a, it's a serious. <laughs> like, Is that the first time you've, you've got... seen that? Like that type of emotion. I mean, I've seen my parents kiss, and and I tell you, as a young child, I'd probably even heard them have sex, but I had never experienced that reality in a comic book. Ah, okay. The comic books were all about like you know people doing super stuff, fighting super villains, right. doing things that regular people really didn't do. Like you don't see anyone in comics eat a sandwich. No. No. You know, Very rarely. You know I saw I'm... Loki eat a bacon um, croissant in the latest Younger Young Avengers, though. <laughs> See, okay. Now now, yeah. now they've gotten more real, but I think that was one of the first moments where I saw, like, you know, you really saw emotion mm. from a superhero. Especially from one known, allegedly, for molesting young boys. Well, I Oh, mean, God. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I never felt that way about you, Batman. I always trusted you. Definitely. I trusted whatever Batman told me. So it was the Talia al Ghul romance that really turned you out. Well, what turned that was me the out? the first time. The death of Phoenix turned me the F out. Yep. The death mm-hmm. of Phoenix was the X-Men, end of my childhood. Uncanny, 137. Yeah. 137. Yeah. Uncanny X-Men, 137, double size issue. Uh, one of the last panels in the book. Yes. Like the last panels of the book featured the Watcher, but close to the last panels of the book, uh, Phoenix, Jean Grey, commits suicide mm-hmm. um, just because she realizes that she cannot control the Phoenix Force contained within her human shell. And... Um, I I I'll be honest. I probably cried. I think that was Chico's issue too, right? Yeah, or definitely he, one one of Chico's issues. He didn't as well. mention it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I probably cried from that. Um, I loved Jean Grey. Um, I mean, I just loved her. I thought she was just a pure spirit. But um, it her the violence also that was contained in her death. It it just I mean, suicide is violent. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, violent than than murder because. Suicide is is enacted on your is on is enacted on oneself, right? So I mean, murder. I mean, you don't have any control of that. But suicide, you got to have a high enough pain threshold to, to do it to yourself. To do like it to that. yourself. Yeah, and, I mean, not just pain. You have to have psychologically. You basically have to be broken almost to be able to say, okay, I'm going to kill myself now and be cool with it, or as cool with it as you even, can be. Even still, <laughs> even still, even still, your body would tell you, hold, hold, hold. That hurts. Right, right, that right. That hurts. Stop that. So you've got to bust through that and just to to go all the way, and that okay, I was I was f the f up from that Ben, but then when I had started putting myself together, Bullseye stabs Electra and pushes her holds her body up in the air with one of her sides, nice. one of those sides, one of her own weapons, yeah, like holds her body up in the air. And Frank Miller had this technique of uh, whenever the side punctured through someone, it would. It would push their clothing out. It would out. tint right. their shirt. Yes. Yes. That's not actually a Frank Miller technique, though. That was actually because of the comics code back in the day that they couldn't show an exit wound. Really? Yeah. So, so they, they so they would show their shirt getting tinted. It happened whenever Wolverine would stab through somebody. Frank Miller. Pretty oh, much. Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Listen, Wolverine would rip through people and we'd never, you know, he'd disembowel people. We'd never see anyone uh, oh. uh, with their guts out. But you knew he was disemboweling people. Yeah, never because their shirt would tense up behind them. He ripped their whole shirt open, but that that moment, that moment of Electra, um, uh, just when I was healing, and then Electra gets killed by Bullseye. That's when I was just like, you know what? I, I felt like, you know what? All of this stuff, after it all, I was ready to become a killer myself. Oh, uh, I think we just had the announcement of a special guest entering the building. 
internets, everyone, the one and only. Can you hear me? Fan bros. Can you hear me? The originator of this spaceship we're on right now. Wait, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Okay. You are on and loud and clear, Mr. Combat Jack. What's up, internets? What's up, fan bros? Fan bros. And fan bras. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to get away from this. He's going to bring this up again. What's going on, guys? For those who don't know, Combat Jack is the... Head director, uh, just, chief host of the no, Combat Jack Show. I just hang around a lot. Head director. Head director. I just hang around Head a lot. What's going on, Tatiana? Pleasure meeting you. Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. I've, I've never met you before. I know. This is an honor. No, I'm here. I, I like the work you did a couple of weeks. Was it a couple of weeks last ago? Last week. Yeah, last last week. Last week's episode. Last week's episode. Yes, yes, Thank yes, you. yes. Thank what's you. going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. happy to finally meet you. Likewise. I'm likewise. glad that you're here. I'm likewise. glad you're joining us. You're yeah. actually doing a show now, too. <laughs> while, you, while you guys are introducing, we're in the middle of a yeah, show. Yeah, we're doing a show. I'm right sorry. Now. Why don't you guys resume, and, I, and I'll and I'll slide in. No, no, you're where here. I, you're, here. you're here. You're here. You're okay. here. Okay. Ben, give Combat Jack that question that you gave. Me. Oh, true indeed. Yes, yeah, since we have Combat Jack on the show, yes. the question from last week's episode was, "What comic book made you realize the shit was real?" Uh, you guys know this. We've answered but no, this but, before. No, but okay, okay. For the for the, the, for the, the new show. listeners, for the yeah. new listeners. Miller's run on Daredevil once again was the realest shit ever, 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 ever. It was taking place in New York City in the in the early to mid nineties. I, I was born and raised in New York City. New York City 80s. was a very scary place, yep. particularly in the eighties in Hell's Kitchen. Frank Miller was inspired by the by the Bernard Getz event if you guys don't know about the bernie Getz event it was about the white vigilante who had been traumatized throughout crime ridden new york city and on this one particular evening he was allegedly attacked by four black uh, wanton youth who allegedly. were who were somewhat unarmed except for a screwdriver and he let loose with the snub nose mm. bang 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 mm. That's how real New York City was. It was visceral. It smelled like piss everywhere, even in the restaurants. I think you're staring at this. And Frank Miller was the (laughs) only person. (laughs) Frank Miller was the only person that was able to take that environment and channel it into a comic book. He made made it a character. He made it a character. New York City was a character. Never before had a a comic book been that grimy. Mm -hmm. Never had a comic book ever spoken about my immediate surroundings, my environment. Mm-hmm. Times Square was nothing to fuck with. Yes. Yes. And then his art. Minimalist. So minimalist. Sh- shout out to Klaus Johnson. Klaus Johnson. Because I, I feel like I Lynn love- Varley. Lynn Varley. I Lynn love Varley. Miller's pencil. Her Greg, coloring. Combat Jack, but but without Klaus Johnson's sensibility. Wait, 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 wait. It had ninjas in, in it. I was about to say in the bitch, but- <laughs> <laughs> it had ninjas in that piece, B. It had ninjas. Gladiators. It had gladiators. It had ninjas. And then, of course, death. Mm. Electra's death. Yeah. B, I was depressed. Mm. It hit me. But you two didn't know each other at that time. No, I didn't know him at that time. Oh, so you I'm, couldn't I'm, commiserate over this. No, yeah, I couldn't commiserate. he's feeling how you felt. No, like. I was in my own cube. Like, at the time, also, I was this up-and-coming, you know, B-boy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, was, I was fresh on the outside, <laughs> but I couldn't let people know I was reading comic books. Ah. So it was my own private Idaho. So you couldn't mm-hmm. go over there and be like, I was just crying over the death nah, of this woman man, in the comic. Had, I was like, damn. You were lucky, Combat, because I was broken from the death of Phoenix. And I finally got to heal right. 
in Daredevil. Right. right. And then they took Elektra from me, and I was I was totally f the f up. See, Phoenix. I understand Phoenix was that pivotal comic for so many people, for so many people. But the difference between the X Men and that John Byrne, Claremont, Terry Austin run was that it was still in this realm of comic books. It was still yes. in the realm of science fiction. Yes. Daredevil was pulp fiction. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm, good point. It was guns and knives. No ra- yes, no, no, laser beams. Shiv. It was people getting shivs. Shivs. People getting shivs. Shivs. This is when people were dying on the west side, on the waterfront, west side highway. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so, yes. So what you're saying is that People should run out and get Daredevil, the Frank Miller run. You know, I picked up a couple of years ago the Frank Miller Omnibus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that's Daredevil 158 uh, through 200. Wow, look at you. Encyclopedia look Brown. Look at you. No, 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 no. But I, 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 I picked it up. I fucked with that. And, you know, it was so voluminous that I couldn't read through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But my kids soaked it up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think the, the 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 litmus test is whether a comic book has has anything, any work of art, whether it stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And my now sixteen year old still says that was one of the most important books that he ever read, along with The Dark Knight, along with Why the Last Man, along with wow. Sandman, along with you know the classics. I raised my kids. Well, he's sixteen. Well. How old was he when he read it? Um, probably twelve. Wow. Mm. Wow, and that stuck with him all that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was deep. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, yeah. it's wow. that powerful. It's that yeah. powerful. Frank Miller. Yeah. Wow. Alrighty. Wow. Yeah. I got a little. I got just got a little of a clamp right now. Well, you know, it happens when redheads get killed. Since we were talking about redheads and redheads being killed, I'd like to bring up last week's or last night's to you or this week's episode of Game of Thrones. That works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometime. Whenever you're hearing this, that episode. I'm gonna walk mm. out of the room right now because I did not watch last night's episode. I'm still in the middle of season two, and I refuse. Oh, plug your to ears, man. Accept your scandalous spoilers. spoilers. Have you guys oh, have yes. you guys not established? Oh, we've definitely established that we spoil everything. Yeah, so they you, said that. They said that early. They did. Ruthlessly. They did. So, so you guys spoilers. are like, fuck your spoilers. Fuck yes. your spoilers. If you're listening yes. at this point, you're about to get spoiled for Game of Thrones. All right, internets, if you're taking your headphones off, if you're turning off your iPods or whatever, I'm turning it off with you. Kiss yep. by Fire is Kiss the title fire, yes. of this week's episode of Game of Thrones. And I have to say, it wasn't the best hour of television like Chico Leo said last week's was. It was a good episode, but I think I think last week like hyped us up. Oh yeah, like, I mean last week amped us up because you had everything going on with Daenerys. Like, and this week it was just more like more setup. Definitely more it setup. It was more setup. It wasn't too much action, quote unquote. But hey, I feel like this was the week of bad decisions. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Like most of the major characters seem to make really terrible decisions this week. Yeah. yeah. Starting with uh, the Stark, like that's John Stark, right? John Snow. John no, the King of the North. John Snow. We'll get to him. Oh, Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Rob Stark really made a terrible move. I think. You know, I'm just trying to figure out. Was he just trying to like, I don't know, show off his manhood? Like, yo, man, I'm gonna be the king. I do whatever I want. Was he really like everyone told him? Three, at least three people told him this is a bad idea, and he was like, I'm gonna do it anyway. Definitely. I don't know if it was him showing off him being the king or him just feeling like that's what his dad would have done and that he's trying to live up to his image. That's what they said, but I, I don't even think I don't even think Ned would do something like that. I think Ned Ned was a little bit more level headed too. Definitely. 
he was a little bit more level headed and he was older. He had yeah. yeah, he just had a lot more experience, a lot more wisdom. And he might have if, if it has if it comes down to it, because when you think about it, it came down to a strategic military decision because at the end of the day, he lost all those men. Cause he um beheaded you know Stark. so I don't think I think Ned might have thought it through a little bit more. Definitely, I think Rob has been shown to be pretty wild boy from the get to yeah. even before he became king and everything. Right, like, I mean he's no Joffrey like he's not gonna just do be crazy evil. Yeah. or evil, but at the same time I just don't think he he's thinking clearly. And speaking of evil, there's another distinction I noticed last night that I've been wondering about. It seems that the Red God. Is it the, the God of Light? The God of Light. I was thinking that the God of Light was more of uh, representing the devil, but it doesn't seem to be that way. No, nah, no. Nah, uh, like, he's not quite evil, but he's not quite good. It's very strange. It, I think it depends on who's practicing at the time or who you're looking at. Because if you're talking about the Red Witch or the Red Woman, yep. like, she's she's lightweight evil. But then when you saw the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood with no banners, um, invoking the god of light and stuff like that they seem like they had a just cause for him definitely so i i don't know i think it just depends on which character is at the forefront and even with not with this week's episode but last week's episode you started to see the red woman even as more human when yeah. she's telling stannis you know you can't handle this and da da da, da you know I just think she was feeling herself. I think she was just feeling herself, to be honest with I you. I thought that was one of the funniest scenes in the show because it was really like on some, like, you can't handle this punani, you know? And it was like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you're just not strong enough for this, bro. And she's right. I you mean, know. she is right. Where, where does the universe come from? The universe originated inside a black hole. Oh, here we go. Okay? That's where the universe started. So you want to try to handle this universe or this cosmic power? You want to try to... No, no, no. You just, you know this what? This cosmic power will handle you. You know what black holes do? They eat suns. Mm. Mm. They swallow suns. Yeah. So he, that's what she was telling him, basically, that his fire doesn't burn bright enough for this. Mm. 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 That's, and that's real talk. So, someone who's else. Get your wolf bread game up. <laughs> <laughs> someone else whose fire seemed to be burning quite bright this week, though, was the aforementioned Jon Snow, who got his first taste of some. Mm. Yeah, the honeycomb hideout. He got hideout. skills, apparently. Yeah, and and you know, for it seems that a lot of virgins in this show really know how to handle their business. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that boy. Um, I, I don't accept that. I don't accept yeah. that. No virgin knows what to do. What about okay? What, I did. what happened um, with Tyrion? Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh snap! I mean, that's another story in another show entirely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jon Snow got some with the I don't know uh, yet another e- red egret. Uh, Egret? Yeah, Egret's I would have her never name. known her name. Yet another Y G R I T T E. Something like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he finally, you know, consummated the act with her in a little dirty cave and did a lot of things. Got his grown man on, as they say. Yeah. Mm. And to, to be clear, she she uh, started that. Definitely did. I mean, she started stuff in the beginning of their relationship, yeah. though. So this is like. Yeah. He was all like, "Well, I don't know. This is right. I took an oath, and uh, I don't yeah, know." Yeah. And she wasn't hearing. Like, he, any she was of like, that. "Nah, mm. son, let's go." Yeah. So, we're so get wait a minute. So you're saying to me that she forcibly took sex from this man? She didn't rape him. No, it wasn't like that. It's okay, just, that just be she clear. Initiated. Just be clear she because, initiated. Because Rick Ross lost money behind talking about it. No, she's okay. not going to lose no like money that. on this one. Okay, well, she's going to lose her sneaker deal. No, her, her <laughs> sneaker deal. Her, 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 her. Or, 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 what, what kind of endorsement do they have on Game she of Thrones? She needs a Timberland. A dragon endorsement? She, she she's going to lose her dragon Wolf endorsement. She needs a Timberland endorsement for the weather she's handling. Yeah, she's up in the north. Real. It's freezing cold. Some Tims would be good other than those rags so that they're Diderot, rocking. So my Diderot Tims, okay. Yeah, it's a North Face, a North mm-hmm. Face endorsement would do her well. Yeah, now she didn't take it. She just no, she initiated. No, she just set it up and, you know, he yeah. quickly went sounds in. Like, 
Sounds like she she kind of set it up but was ready to take it if, if need be. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't put that behind it. Actually, you know what? To, to your point, I wouldn't put that behind it. She mm-hmm. might. No, not at all. Yeah, definitely not at all. But Jon Snow was definitely a willing participant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. As long as it was consensual. <laughs> Look at you looking for the well-being of Jon Snow. <laughs> that bastard in the basket. <laughs> and then the only other big thing on the show that I really wanted to talk about was Jamie and Brienne. Their little bromance. I, I'm not sure if you can call it a bromance because Brienne is a woman, but she's quite. But she considers herself one of the bros. To she be considers honest. herself. She's a knight. She's, she's a knight. Yeah. She considers herself one of the bros. Yeah. And um. I like. I liked how humanized it got Jamie. Now, like Jamie, definitely. Jamie was at the end of his whole discussion with her. His back and forth. He basically was like, "Stop calling me Kingslayer. Yeah. My name is Jamie. I'm a person. I'm a man. That's all I am." I need to go back and rewatch it because I think that scene alone is definitely one of the best scenes. And, like, his acting in that scene was amazing. I don't mm-hmm. know the actor who plays Jamie. but I've, And over the last two or three episodes, I've really grown to love Jamie as a character. Because before I couldn't stand him, I thought he was evil, a crazy guy. But he's had a lot of the best lines in the show throughout the series. But over the last couple of episodes, I really just... He's become one of my favorite characters now. Yeah, yeah. They threw away the Jesus piece around his neck. Yeah. You know, his hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. going. He, he got rid of his Jesus piece, you know. And now he's become more humanized. And like you said, he didn't want to be. He told the whole story last night of how he became the King Slayer and why he's called the King Slayer. And it was a story that most people, you know, I guess they didn't. Everyone else in the realm doesn't know because everyone thinks of him as this evil guy who you know, murdered the king, basically. Like, for no reason. For like no straight reason. straight up and down. And when you hear his story of why he murdered the king, it just adds a whole new level to it, a whole new light. I had no idea that that was the backstory behind it. Did you believe him? I believe, like, did you believe him? A lot of people, some people actually claim, they were like, well, maybe he's just uh, emotional right now. He's, like, making this up. I think he's telling the truth. No, I think he's telling the truth because he has, seems to have his own, hmm, well, that is questionable. He seems to have his own code of honor, but at the same time, Jamie is the one who pushes a little boy out of a window. To save his secret. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, maybe he his code of honor, you know, only extends to killing one little boy and not a whole city full of them. I just mm-hmm. think that he was just tired. Like, he was just tired of, like, fighting all the, as you say, all the secrets. Just tired of, he's tired of being Kingslayer. He's tired of just being seen as this guy that, as his tormentor did to him, there's just someone that just needs to be put down. So he was just like, man, let me just tell you how it is and pass out. Because he passed out after he said yeah, that whole story. Right. So, I don't, you know, he, he's he's good. He's good. Now. I feel I feel for him now. And I, and I like the new dynamic of Jamie. Definitely. Well, the next segment we have up is comics that I copped this week. And there's no new Age of Ultron this week. For some reason, they took a big break after the death of Hank Pym, which we talked about last week. Uh, so holy crap! Oh yeah, yeah. You weren't here for that. Yeah, guys. we talked about the that. death of Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, yeah. okay. For those who haven't listened to for Dallas Finn, Age of Ultron is a series that's running throughout the Marvel titles right now, and in it, Ultron has taken over the world and has murdered off most of the heroes. So the heroes that are left concocted a plan to stop him, of course, and most of them moved, went to New York to attack him. You know, front on. Is 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 Janet? Van Dyne still alive? Uh, AKA Janet Pym, AKA the Wasp. I'm not sure. She might still be. At the, all right, this is what happens. Let me explain. So it, it depends. Most of the heroes are dead. So the group that are left have went to attack him in the future. I mean, in, in, our, in the present. Mm-hmm. While Wolverine went to the past, he said, fuck all that. You know, the easiest way to do this is to go to the past, kill Hank Pym before he mates Ultron. Solves everything. Mm. Go to the beginning. Yep. So he went back in the past. Invisible Woman followed him in the past. To try and convince him not to do it, of course. 
Wolverine manages to convince her to let him do it, and Wolverine kills Saint Pym. That was the end of the last issue. Okay. So okay. At, at the same time, the heroes in the future attacked Ultron. They all got wiped out. So it remains to be seen what effect this will have of Wolverine killing Hank Pym. What ripple effect this will have. When yep. you said... Uh, the death of Hank Pym, you were kind of not ready well, for that. when you just recently said that Invisible Woman uh, let him do it, I thought you were going to tell me that Invisible Woman and Wolverine have a child. <laughs> In the past. They have a child that comes into the future who is... Who is invisible and invisible and unkillable? Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's the thing: you you just spoiled something for Dows that he was probably looking forward to. I want to know what's something that you're really anticipating right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Iron Man three ends, Dallas? Yeah, <laughs> not, with, I'm good with, with the death of Iron Man. <laughs> damn you, Ben Hub, me damn your eyes. Well, yeah. So, um, no new Age of Ultron this week, but I did get the latest issue of Invincible, and I just wanted to take a quick moment and talk about Invincible because it's one of my favorite comics on the stands right now, and it's in its 106th issue. It's written by Robert Kirkman, the same writer who wrote The Walking Dead, uh, the TV show and the comic, for those who know, and drawn by Ryan Otley. Um, It was actually drawn six issues by another artist when it first started, but since the seventh issue, it's been Ryan Otley. And Robert Kirkman. And Invincible is a story of, it's basically, it started off as like a Superman type story where Superman is the father of Invincible. He's been living on Earth for a long time. Omni-Man in this world, you know, not Superman, Omni-Man has been living married on the world for a long time. He has a teenage son who suddenly starts developing powers like him. So the son, of course, becomes invincible, puts on a suit, and starts flying around with his dad doing adventures. And that's how it goes for the first six issues. But then right around the sixth issue, you find out that Omni-Man isn't just like Superman. He didn't come to Earth just on some, like, my planet got blown up. He came to Earth on the alien race that I'm part of sent me to Earth to enslave this planet. So in the sixth issue, he kills their version of the Justice League. His son sees him doing this. He confronts his son and is like, well, I'm about to take over the planet. Are you down with me or not? His son is like, nah. They battle. He nearly kills his son and then flies off into space. And then the story just continues from there. And what I love about Invincible is unlike when you're reading a Marvel or DC book, you really have no idea where it's going. Like it just, it constantly changes tone, feeling, storylines. When people get killed, they die, they're really not brought back. And in its 106 issue, it just evolves. Like the story is nowhere near what it was then. So much has happened since then that I can't even begin to tell you because it just, keeps moving along i mean even in the latest issue it's revealed that well i I don't want to give away too many spoilers basically check out invincible robert kirkman ryan ollie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i I love how comic books now the the paradigm for comic books now is to kill major characters off ah that was something else yeah you mentioned that yeah in invincible they had the hundredth issue was the death of invincible Mm -hmm. well actually it was called the death of everyone and so everyone, the 97, 98, and 99 through 100 were all called the death of everyone. So everyone, all the readers were like, oh, shit, he's going to kill off Invincible. He's going to kill somebody major. And no one got killed. Mm. Well, a bunch of civilians, you know, got killed. But mm. no one, no major characters in the comic got killed. Well, but I like when major characters in comics get killed now and don't come back. But that rarely happens that, in yeah, mainstream comics. Yeah. Not in mainstream comics, but in, but in well-written comics. Definitely. And, and I'm trying to think of, of what comic... Maybe maybe it was Watchmen that that 
introduced this paradigm where a major character, but I mean that was the storyline of Watchmen anyway. Right. For these made for these main characters in the book to be killed. To be able to be killed. Yeah. So I mean I I don't know. I mean maybe maybe I gotta fall back to the Dark Knight Returns and Joker being killed finally in that book. But but when are main characters killed now and stay dead? No, when, no, it when, pu- happen. when publishers go out of business, that's the only <laughs> right. time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Definitely, I can say that. Okay, so then Hank Hank Pym will make a return. Will he will he come back to life as Yellow Jacket, Giant Man, Ant Man, or Fucky Berg Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> this to be this to be uh, announced in, in a future comic. I'm gonna bet it's not gonna be Fucky Berg Jenkins. Okay. And maybe one of the other stuff. <laughs> But I think Fuck You Bird Jenkins would make for a great comics character. <laughs> so, also this week, actually today, well, once again, whenever you're listening to this, the trailer for Pacific <laughs> Rim drops. <laughs> there's a guaranteed not to be true. There's a 100% chance yeah. the day they're listening to this, it didn't drop, drop that day. no matter who they are. <laughs> Whatever universe you live in. Unless another, another, another trailer's dropped. <laughs> yeah, true indeed, in, right? In the case, in, in the universe that you're in where this trailer does drop and you're listening to this, I swear to God, a meteor is going to fucking hit your ass. <laughs> All right, so get off the Bruce fucking Willis computer. Bruce Willis ain't saving you today. <laughs> get off the well, you guys just turned me on to Pacific Rim today. I mean, listen, I consider myself a fan, bro, but I'm just now getting up on Pacific Rim. And what the story is gonna is gonna be about? Directed by, I'm gonna fuck his name up, Guillermo del, Guillermo. T- Guillermo Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, director of Hellboy. Guillermo del, <laughs> del Toro. Toro. <laughs> One more time. Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. Get, r- roll the R a little more. Guillermo. <laughs> Look, you're not announcing Alberto del Rio. Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. <laughs> Alberto! Okay. Yes, so Pacific Rim, a movie about giant robots fighting giant monsters, basically. Yes. Dropped another trailer this week. This is Dallas Penn's first introduction to it. I thought you guys were throwing some porn at me. You know, the funniest (laughs) thing is the, the, the biggest titles for the porn movie that I've seen so far are Pacific Rim Job, which is pretty easy. Yeah. But then today I saw a great one, Pacific Trim. Oh, <laughs> that, was, wow. that was nice. That was, was nice. I had to applaud that man at that film drunk. Shout out to you. So well, yeah, what did you think of the trailer? I mean, I think the trailer was crazy, and and it actually when when the trailer first started playing, I was like, oh wait a minute, big monster smashing bridge, Cloverfield Part Two, okay. But then yeah. when when I <laughs> saw that these guys were controlling these um. What did you call these machines? Kaiju. Pat are, Labor. The Kaiju, Kaiju are the monsters. The Kaiju, Kaiju are the monsters. Jaegers are the robots. There we robots. go. Uh-oh. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I do. Hey, yes, yes. This is what I do. Did, are you familiar with Pat Labor? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. I love Pat Labor. Is okay. it Pat Labor or Pat Labor? I call it Pat Labor. I don't think it matters. Pat Labor, yes. But I love the idea of dudes controlling these mechas and just like, bow, 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 kicking ass. <laughs> You're about to go into a theme song right there. This game, like the 10-year-old description of what Pacific Rim is. So what was that movie about? Well, you know, they said pew, 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 and then they Kicking said, hands. yeah. Oh, so, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hyped for that. I, I like the idea of that technology in the first place. 
So I'm hyped. Let's go. Pacific Rim, let's go. Let's get into the Pacific Rim of these badass monsters. It's like Godzilla meets Gundam meets Pat Labor meets That's exact- Zone of the yeah. Enders meets all of that. Cloverfield? Robot Jocks. Cloverfield? Nobody can remember Robot Jocks, but that's <laughs> definitely internet's out there. Google Robot Jocks and you will. Wait, what, what was the uh, movie that Real came Steel. out? Okay. Real yeah, Steel. Nah, nah, it wasn't like that. It's a lot better than it's Real Steel. It's a lot Steel. better than that. I mean. <laughs> I've actually watched Real Steel on cable too. I can't lie. I've sat through it. So, so Man. Eminently. Hugh Jackman needs checks. <laughs> that was his mortgage movie man he that bought a new lambo with movie. that one so ben i want to say imminently like what is absolutely going to go down in another couple of days will be the release of iron man 3 once yes. again that depends on when you're listening to the show but well, yeah. whatever well, universe I mean, you live in yeah, yeah we're gonna figure true. out this time travel Batman, we're on. Well, I, well iron man 3 may have been released already and let me tell you something <laughs> internet it's awesome <laughs> It is awesome. You're going to listen to this in like 2014. Like, what are y'all talking about? Y'all best talking movie about? of the year, yo. I, yo, Dallas, wasn't it great? It was awesome. <laughs> those those Iron Men. Yo, and when the Mandarin did that thing. Oh, man. <laughs> yo, crazy. But no, for real, Internet's this week. Iron Man 3 hits theaters. Probably kicking off the summer movie season, I would I think say, so. I pretty think much. So. Yeah. Well, unless you want to let Oblivion do that for you. <laughs> or unless you want to I saw talk... Oblivion, actually. Now, was Oblivion... Wait, uh... Oblivion came out? Yeah, man. I, was oh. Oblivion the Matrix 4? Nah. Well, <sighs> it had a lot of different sci-fi elements, obviously. it this Okay, let me put it like this. The story was like a C plus, B minus. And mm-hmm. the visuals were A plus 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 plus. Now, Oblivion is the Tom Cruise. That's one. a Tom yeah. Cruise. Okay. That's Tom a, Cruise, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. That's a Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman. Actually, Jamie Lannister is in that movie. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, the, his, obviously his name's not Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I'm sorry, for, y'all. <laughs> he's forever going to be Jamie Lannister. Jamie to me. Lannister is in that movie. Uh, a few other people that I don't know are in that movie, but um, it's it's the the whole dystopic, you know, uto- utopia. The the world is destroyed basically he's the mop-up crew him and his partner are how, mop-up how crew. much longer though does tom cruise get to be like the de facto hero of every action franchise right? coming out and he's like 50 i was thinking he's that like it was 50. like an obvious yeah. movie he's it like so six obvious. it just seems like it's been going on <laughs> yeah. as long as movies have been out right point. right tom, the first tom cruise has been the de facto hero for for the good the better part of 30 years and I will argue with you that 30 years ago, he was 30 years old. <laughs> like Tom Cruise and Ralph Macho are both ready for AARP cards. They just have these incredible faces that are so flexible and pliable. They can be shaped to look like, you know, 30-year-olds. But trust me, these dudes are old. I haven't seen Ralph Macchio in a while, though. Ralph Macchio looks so young. Yeah. It's disturbing. Tom Cruise is starting to look his age. Well... No. no, no, he no. on he got some senzu beans going or something because he looked like he's real young, like like he, nothing hurts him, nothing changes him. He he looks good, like even he's even built up a little bit, like he'd been working out in the movie because there's some t- there's some point where you see him just like getting dressed or something. You're just like, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> wow, he, he must thank science every night for his. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thanks his vampire overlords for that, but either way, praise the Elrond. Yes, indeed. Scientologist. Iron Man 3 drops this Friday. <laughs> we forgot all about Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really want to go into Scientology too much because, you know, we'll start getting well, shut let down. Me, let me ask you a question, Ben. Are you trying to see Iron Man 3 Thursday night into Friday morning? Are you, you know, the Combat Jack show typically tapes uh, 
Thursday night. I I wonder. I thought to myself, man, you know, we end our taping at at eleven. Should we scramble to a movie for a midnight showing? Yeah, I think I think the biggest debate is where where do we go? Okay, and if it's going to be open, you know, we're going to invite the listeners to this. So where will will not be sold out by the time they're hearing this? How will we coordinate? Well, well, they I mean, might hear it in 2014 are, are, are or 2012, depending let, on where you not, are. Let's not press them okay, to, to for, listen to this. App, the let's, current let's, listeners and future listeners. Yeah, let's, t- let's tweet about it. Okay, okay, listen. You, you people that are listening to this now in 2014, you missed it. <laughs> we all got together and saw Iron no, Man 3. we're all watching the DVD at Ben's place this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your man Swish, a.k.a. John Constantine, one half of Mr. and Mrs. of Mississippi Zone. Listen, I'm a fan, bro, because I rap Hawkeye, Batman, and I be on my Walking Dead shit. So if y'all mess with the real like I mess with the real, then y'all mess it with fan bros. Subscribe on iTunes like I do. One. Hey, Internet, the last topic of today or this show I'd like to talk about is the sudden RIP death of ComicsAlliance.com. I just got the news today. I actually had to Google it because I go to Comments Alliance every day, and this morning I looked at their site, and you know they had the morning links up like they every do, like they do every day. And then I went back in the afternoon, and they still had the morning links up. So I was wondering, you know, why were there new no new updates? So I Googled it, and come to find out that AOL has decided to shut down ComicsAlliance.com. That's mm. sad. As of like today. As of today. As of no more updates after today. No, it seems like they are done. They they also announced actually AOL Music this shut week down, shut yes. their doors. I saw something about that too. So it seems like it's not just Comics Alliance that's being affected by this, and it really hurts me because uh, out of the sites I go to, Bleeding Cool, Comics Alliance, Topless Robot, mm-hmm. Comics Alliance is probably my favorite, mainly due to their editors Laura Hudson and now Joe Hughes, who just recently took over. They really like had a lot to say. Like they inspired last week's episode when they talked about sex and gender because they wrote a lot of articles on sex and gender and comics. They do a lot of articles on race. They just take it a little bit deeper than just talking about the latest issues and whatnot. Another one of their writers, Chris Sims, is a great writer. I'm really gonna miss his column. He had a column every week. And he's just a great writer. And Comics Alliance just had a lot of great writers, a lot of great editing over there. And I'm really sad to see them go. Where will fan bros go, Ben? I mean. Well, it looks like they're going to have to go to the fanbrosshow.com site that's coming soon. Okay. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, since Comics Alliance is drawn, it looks like we're going to have to step in and take their place. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, is a website like uh, a cell or matter that it's never destroyed? It's just put in another place. It's just displaced somewhere. So maybe Comics Alliance has actually come to fanbros right now. Mm. That's a good way of putting it. Definitely. Well, we're looking to have Joe on the show in a couple of weeks soon. So, you know, we can discuss this with him when he comes on. And also, Laura Hudson, we'd like to reach out to you. If anyone knows Laura, I'd love to have her on here at some point, too. And, yeah, I just really am sad about Comics Alliance being shut down like that. Hopefully, you know, all the writers and editors move on to other sites and continue to grow. I can I can look in your eyes right now, Ben, and see a, a little Sadness. tear. Little, little th- tear. Th- little the thug th- tears. Thug tears are coming out yeah. again. Okay. Uh, I'm uh. going to pour some of this Dr. Pepper on the board for Comics Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not on the board. <laughs> we don't have any Tang to pour out. I think Tang is more appropriate to pour out. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a geek drink. That, that, Sunny no, D. That, that, you, you pour out tank for dead astronauts. True, yeah. <laughs> and, and the monkeys that have given their lives oh to God. science. That's right, that's and, right. And the feature film. And space break. exploration, yes. 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 
Shout out to those monkeys. Shout out to those monkeys, all 12 of them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for those who didn't get that joke, thank you for tuning in to another they, they, episode. They, they got it, Ben. They got it? All right. They just didn't like We're it. We're smart. They just didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they just all sat at home and were like, mm. Nice, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice yeah. try. Yeah, yeah. Work on those references, Ben. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to thank Tatiana King. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it again. Uh, any shout outs to anyone? Uh, once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Tatiana King, T A T I A N A K I N G. You can also follow me on my website, Love at First Bite. That's the number one S T and B Y T E, like megabyte, gigabyte. And of course, I'd like to thank. The incomparable Dallas Penn. Thank you, Ben Amin. Thank you, Tatiana. And Matt. Thank you, fan bros. You can find me on Twitter at Dallas underscore P-E-N-N, like uh, Penn Station or Penn State. Uh, no Sandusky. Okay, if you're thinking Penn State. But, um, Jeez, and, they're and never at, living that down. Uh, no, no, that's, that's, that's with them. Uh, they're going to have to hold the, that. The same way that Michael Jackson was like a 10-year running punchline, yeah, I feel like Sandusky and Penn State until something else on that level yeah. that's right happens. Yeah, yeah, they gotta hold that's that. They're gonna have to hold that. They're gonna have to hold that. Power through that Penn State. Okay, and also find me at DallasPenn.com. It Word. does not stop. It does not stop. Internet. Unlike Comics Alliance, it's still going. Uh, I listen. It does not stop, Ben. I mean, Comics Alliance is alive and in well. your heart. True, indeed. Okay, if you, their articles are still up. If you unbutton your shirt and then we did open heart surgery. <laughs> You know, we'd find Comic Alliance right there. Nice. Okay, in its glory. Matt Raz. A.K.A. But then the Lon Chaney of podcasts. And we'd all get arrested. And it, it... <laughs> <laughs> uh, li- listen, uh, I'm on Twitter as well, at Matt Raz, M-A-T-T-R-A-Z. I actually have enough followers already. If you're already following me, I appreciate it, but I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Your stream going too fast. I, I, too I, I just too feel like uh, you know, uh, you might not be ready for some of the things that I'm going to tweet. So maybe you should just you should just stop now. now. Yeah, mm. just quit now. Save yourself. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can follow the Fan Bros Show account at Fan Bros Show. Once again, shout out to Chico Leo and his family and everybody out there. Blessings and love. You can follow me at DJ Benhamin. B E N H A M E E N. Uh, for those who can't spell or are weirded out by it. And that's about it for this week's episode of Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Excellent. Ex- okay. Fan